those? Let's get this show on the road. You've never seen those? Oh god, those levels. You're fine. Hi, welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. You're peaking. I know. That's why I was saying that. Yeah, I don't know why you're peaking. Because I have to be loud for OBS. Okay, well, let's turn this one down. Okay. Alright, there. You're not peaking anymore. Technical issues are getting resolved here. There, you're not peaking anymore. Okay, cool. I'm peaking not... duck. Peaking duck. I was going to make that joke and then you made it. Yeah. Welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. It is Wednesday, the July 26th. 26th. Yep. July 26, 2017. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Welcome to Media Boat Podcast where we talk about... We talk about movies. We talk about television. We talk about video games. And we talk about music. Not necessarily in that order. But... Sometimes in that order. Yeah, sometimes it goes Every in that once order. in a while. Um, so yeah, welcome to our uh, podcast. We will start, as we always do, with the weekend box office. Yep, and, um, surprise, surprise, uh... No surprise. No, no, no surprise to what number one was. A little yeah. bit of surprise as to how much it did earn, though. Yeah. As, uh, Dunkirk was number one this weekend. Uh, no surprise there. That is the Christopher Nolan movie starring Tom Hardy and a bunch of other people you don't know. Yes. World Except War for II. Harry Styles. Yeah. Apparently people like Harry Styles in that movie. But yes, World War II set, epic, filmed for IMAX screens and 70 millimeter. Yes. So, how much so, money did it make? $50 million, and it makes it number one. Fifty. We, we called 60 number. last week, so yeah. we're 10 off. We're close. Yeah, I'm glad I took the under again. Yeah, I feel like I should have earned more, but I feel, but then again, because there was no major casting in this movie, yeah, I think that's gonna hold it back some. Because we're like, oh, what's Dunkirk? Oh, it's that Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, okay. Also, I think that also because um, if this week was a little different compared to other weekends that we've seen so far this summer, in which a lot of movies actually succeeded. In previous weeks, we had as low as, in fifth place, six, seven million dollars. Yes. This week wasn't that bad. This week, no. the lowest was around 17. Yep. So, what that means to me is... There's a little bit of a box office bump. It didn't necessarily disappoint. I read this as there was just a spread, a larger spread. There were more movies right now mm, that people want to see. Yep. Delicious, delicious, in and out Del- spread. Delicious spread. So yeah, I think that it was just a combination of things, but I think, um, yeah, all the movies in the top five did all right this week. All right, all right, all right. Including the three debuts. So uh, do you want to talk about Dunkirk now, or do you want to wait until we describe our top five? Let's get the top five out of the way, then we can go back to it. I agree. Number two. Number two uh, is our newcomer, Girls Trip, which we uh, somehow forgot to mention last week. Someone, not me, omitted it, and I even asked, hey, are you sure those are the only two movies coming out this week. Speaking of Dunkirk and Valerian, and he said yes. Well, we were wrong. Yes. Apparently, audiences love Girls Trip, starring Queen Latifah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it did really well. Apparently, I did have it in my notes. I just didn't read it <laughs> correctly. Uh, but yeah, Girls Trip number two, thirty-one million dollars. Not bad. Off a nineteen million dollar budget. So yeah, already that, that, that already is gonna make that thing's already making money. Make its money back. Yep. Very soon here. Uh, speaking of making money, number three was Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. With $22 million, a 49% drop, uh, $251 million, uh, domestically, over a 175 uh, budget. Yeah, not terrible. No. 
Uh, number four was War for the Planet of the Apes at 20 million. 62% drop from last week. Big drop in terms of numbers, seeing as it went from number one to number four. Uh, 98 million in total off a of 150 budget. Yeah, uh, that doesn't sound too good. Not um, a great start, even though this is its second week. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, that thing's going to plummet hard, it seems. Yeah, it's not going to crawl too much further up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of crawling further up, number five was Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. This is also your uh, third uh, new debut this past weekend. $17 million. Yeah, so this is the big story of the week. Off 177 budget. Yeah, because this thing was really, really expensive to make. As you would guess, having seen some trailers for this thing, which is just non-stop CGI. This is your wannabe Avatar movie here, um, budget-wise, and it just couldn't make it. So yeah, look to this be to be on our year-end list of bombs. It's not even going to make it close to its budget. No. So yeah. That being said, I did see this movie. All right, so uh, let's talk about Dunkirk first. No, no, let's go. Let's go. Or do you want to just burn off Valerian now? All right, let's burn off Valerian now. Okay, tell me about Luke Besson's Valerian City of a uh, Thousand Planets. Uh. Okay. Uh, first off, I would like to have known who or what. What even is Valerian going into this thing? <laughs> I think they could have done better marketing on that. Because uh, apparently Valerian is the name of the guy, Dane DeHaan's character. It definitely sounds like it should be a planet or a spaceship. Or a species of alien. Yeah, but no. But no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a name. Which I get it, it's from a really old uh, graphic novel. Uh, it's actually like a very, one of the very first space opera graphic novels. Okay. Uh, called Valerian and Lorelei. Okay. Who's Lorelei? Lorelei is actually the, the girl. Oh. So, yeah, despite what everyone thought looking at the previews, they're not brother and sister. Oh. They are actually co-workers. Yeah, what's her name? Uh, the blonde lady. Uh, I don't remember her name, but yes. Yes, uh, she was also uh, Dr. Moon in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had to do a little bit of research on this, and apparently Valerian... Uh, I'll just short, short keep it short... Uh, Valerian is actually the inspiration for a bunch of uh, space operas like Star Wars. Um, Star Wars, Star Trek, a lot of those, where it has a lot of its roots based in science fiction. But because it is very sci-fi heavy, a lot of studios never touch the project because CGI CGI and animation never quite caught up to the level that it should be. Yeah. Until now! (laughs) So, what this movie does great, and I applaud for it, is its technological achievements in terms of CGI, in terms of character development, even in terms of basic storyline. Just just establishing the city of a thousand planets was very creative and very well done. I like the first ten minutes of this movie. It's very well done. I like all the CG graphics. I like what it was trying to do. That being said, this thing is severely miscast. Oh, okay. And that's where this thing falls. How's Rihanna? She does a little uh, pole dance for us. 
That doesn't answer my question. So if you liked her in Umbrella <laughs> and want to see more of her dancing around and showing off her legs... Again, not ask, answering my question in the least. Oh, no. No, no, she, she, she's not that good. <laughs> okay. There's a uh, She's not that good to the point where she's actually an alien, and so much so that the alien of her is CGI. Okay. To where her, like, human form is Rihanna. Oh. is So it is literally like an avatar kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It, it's weird, but it makes sense for the plot. I mean, it does a well-done job of it, of explaining the, nest, the need for it, but her scene was very weird in that type of capacity. Got and then, again, and then this thing is severely miscast because, like I said, Dane is your lead. He's not a lead. I, I'm sorry, Dane, but you're, you're not a lead guy. Unless this is an anti-hero. Because you just have evil eyes. I don't know what it is about <laughs> him, but he has, like, beady evil eyes. It's very, like, mistrusting and very, like, who. Because what they needed this... Is he brooding? Bro- is that the problem? I guess so. He's too much brooding in the face. Okay. Because what they needed was someone like a... A 2001 Brad Pitt or a 2008 Matt Damon. Someone with a lot of charisma and a lot yeah. of talent. And a lot of, like, you just instantly look at them and instantly like them. Yeah. So and they, they can get away with, with like, sly quips and comments and a ladies' man type, type of role. So, yeah, I saw you had wrote that in your review, which, by the way, is on um, MediaBoatPodcast.com if you want to see more of his thoughts on Valerian. Uh, but when I was reading your review, um, a day later on Twitter, somebody reiterated that same problem. Yeah. They were basically, they were talking specifically about, yeah, like, the setup for this character is he's supposed to be this charming guy, but he does not pull it off at all. He's supposed to be, like, a charming major yeah. in, in, like, the space military. And he was basically saying, like, I see this character and I cannot imagine a world where anyone would want to have sex, uh, have sex with him. Yep. <laughs> Which is not what you want for that character at all. No. And that just makes the chemistry between your two leads that much more uh, awkward, you could say. Yeah. It's probably because for it. they have... Very little chemistry. Yeah. I don't know who did screen tests for these two characters together. Or whether on himself. Or whether it was just studio saying, you need to have this person in your movie and you need to have this person in your movie. I don't know. Ask the French. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, this movie is severely miscast on both ends. I mean, granted, uh, whatever her name, Cara de Delingara, or whatever. What? <laughs> uh, whatever her name is. Cara de Villeneuve. Yeah. Cara. So, so yeah, Cara. Um, <laughs> her part is well. She plays that part very well when she's alone on screen. Ah. It's very, she's very believable when she's alone on screen. When you put her with other characters, mainly other male characters, mm-hmm. that's when you see a very disparity between what she's supposed to do and what she actually pulls off. <laughs> yeah. Not great. It's not great. The, yeah, the casting's really all over this place. No chemistry amongst them whatsoever. Somehow, the Ethan Hawke got 
billing on this thing, even though he's in the movie for maybe 15 minutes. Uh. Oh, and you can see the plot twist a mile away. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like very obvious, and why there's any conflict in this thing is beyond me. <laughs> but, yeah. So... That's out there. Catch it on sci-fi in like five years. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, the lesson here, spend, don't spend your money on Valerian right now. Wait until it's on home release and then maybe give it a try if it sounds alright to you. Or, alternatively, if none of that detracts you from having a fun popcorn experience, by all means, go ahead. Because there are people, I'm sure, out there that, that, that this is exactly what they're expecting. Yeah, if you dig space operas... Yeah. Go see this movie. If you expect... if you want to see a good sci-fi spectacle, Not, if you want to see yeah. a theater spectacle, go see it. I mean, it's see it at your dollar theater. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't pay the full price sixteen twenty dollars for this thing. So yeah, so ultimately, does but, not, it does not get the media boat seal of approval, but um, it it does. You think it'll float your boat? Go for it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely for some people out there. It definitely has a good thing going for it. It's just severely miscast. Yeah. And if you can get over that, I mean, you can probably enjoy yourself. But well, and, and not you, hate yourself for paying for it. But apparently, what you will enjoy yourself in, and what is definitely worth every single penny, go see this thing in IMAX. Okay, tell us about Dunkirk. Did that on MediaBoatPodcast.com, where you can see my thoughts. Yes, yes. Dunkirk Dun- <laughs> did that. Did that, Dunkirk. Yes. All right, okay, so, so who does Kirk dunk on? Kirk dunks on everybody. <laughs> especially Christopher Nolan. No, it's Kirk. No. There's not a yes. character named Kirk. There's no character named Kirk. And there is no dunking. So basic setup for Dunkirk is that it deals with uh, war troops. Because who else is in a war? War troops. But troops. And, and yes, the flag troops. Yes. Yeah, and the Goof Troops. The Goof Troop. Yep, it, it, Goofy. Max, his son. Pete. Yeah, Pete. Yep. Pete's son, who has a name. Powerline. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyways. Okay, anyways, yes. Uh, Dunkirk deals <laughs> with uh, the beach of Dunkirk in France and how ordinary citizens had to come to the rescue of uh, over 300,000 men in order to move troops and help win the war. So, this thing is told in... And I'm going to spoil you for you right now. Three separate timelines. Okay. Yeah. That's not a big spoiler. No, but you don't figure that out until about halfway through the movie. Okay. Because even though it sets it up for you right in the beginning, you don't really quite understand what it's trying to do until halfway through. Wait, so it's a Christopher Nolan movie? Yes, definitely a Christopher Nolan okay. movie. Okay, just checking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, real brief uh, context here. This was shot in 70 millimeter film. Yes. And intended for IMAX format large screen theaters. This is because Christopher Nolan is a film purist. He hates digital with a passion. He will shoot everything on film if he can. And he does so here with 70mm IMAX. To put that into perspective, your normal film is shot at 35mm. Yeah. This is basically double it. Yeah, double that. Essentially. And then some. Yeah. All right. While while your projection, the normal theater projection is at four K. This thing puts out at roughly eighteen to twenty K. All right, it's it's meant for the big screen. It's 
meant for IMAX, and from the very first shot of this film, you can tell this is going to be a big movie. So big in what way? Because I read your review, and it was not big in the... You did not describe it as big in the way I thought it was going to be. No. What kind of movie is Dunkirk? This is a movie about survival. This is a movie about overcoming great odds. It is not necessarily a war movie. If you come here looking for a shootout, Steven Spielberg, uh, Saving Private Ryan type movie, that's not what this movie is. There's very little scenes of actual war. I mean, there's very even little scenes where the enemy is even in the picture. I don't even think that they, they just allude to the enemy being there. It's just, I think you see them in a total of three airplanes and then that's it. There's no like real ground troop, no real assault. But that doesn't relieve any, any tension from this thing because that soundtrack put so much tension into this thing from that freaking ticking of the clock that everything is suspenseful. So, on the flip side of what you just said, I've heard people on the internet uh, bringing up the concern of if you have sensitive ears or if you have tinnitus, that you may want to bring earplugs because the decibel levels get very, very high. Yes. So I would agree to that, yeah. In the handful of war scenes there are, they're very, very loud? Yes, the handful of war scenes there are very, <laughs> very loud. Got it, okay. Because this is IMAX. This is meant for IMAX. IMAX has that huge right. Dolby uh, surround sound, Dolby Atmos surround sound, 12-level yeah. yeah, speakers. So if anything, I wanted to mention that just for our... For maybe members of our audience that may want to give a, get a heads up about that before they go in. Yeah, you hear that? Dad? <laughs> Mom? Mom? Dad? Dad? Yes, uh, if you have yeah. sensitive ears, maybe beware and pick up some um, of those cool orange foam uh, earplugs on your way. Yeah, but then again, maybe not, because a lot of the dialogue in this movie is very mum. Well, put them in, put them out, you know? Yeah. It's not like you can't hot swap them. Yeah. Also, the thing's not in 3D. It's just straight, no. pure IMAX 2D. Right. The thing is not convert, post-converted 3D. There's no 3D in this movie. Don't worry about that because it doesn't need it. This thing is shot beautifully. I want to see this thing nominated for cinematography. It probably will be. Probably will be. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you enjoyed it. How's uh, Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy's got his face covered again. Right. Because, according to Christopher Nolan... He gives me so much emotion with his eyes yeah. that he doesn't need a mouth. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. I am in World War II. I have no mouth and I must scream. Well, no, he's, he's a pilot. So, he, so, <laughs> so how are you in a pilot? He's, he's well done. He's, he does that part well. I mean, So it sounds like this is pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, I've definitely enjoyed myself. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back to seeing it because it's, it's a very heavy movie. That's interesting because I feel like one of the signature Christopher Nolan things is is that it rewards rewatching. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm sure I'm not going to rewatch it eventually, but not quite yet. But not quite yet. It's yeah. a very heavy movie. I bet it's a very um, deep movie. It's 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 hard to explain the type of emotion you feel coming out of that thing without having seen it. Uh, fair. Okay. Because there's a lot that goes on with it, and there's a lot that happens in that movie, and there's a lot of, because there is no like significant casting in that movie. There's no like one person that you're really rooting for. 
Because Tom Hardy, in the sense, is only in the movie for about 20 minutes in total. Okay. If that. So, then, of course, the next question. How does this compare with what else we've uh, seen this this year so far? Uh, see, see that that's where the interesting debate comes in. Because while this is definitely a well-done and well-shot movie, and probably Oscar-worthy, it's not that entertaining. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely getting your money's worth in it. But in terms of, like, having a fun experience at the movies, it's not that. Well, no. And I don't no. think anybody's expecting that. No, you shouldn't be expecting that. And that's where, like, my issue with it comes in. Because a lot of it is building of suspense with not really, like, grandiose payoff. Okay. Well, there is a payoff, and it is, like, definitely heartfelt and warming and charming. It's not a Hollywood payoff. It's not a Hollywood payoff. Yeah. It's not what it's not that emotional satisfaction. It's more it sounds like it's more of an emotional gray area. Yeah. At the end of this thing. Yeah. Okay. So ultimately it sounds like it's a real piece of work. Um, you didn't really answer my question, but that's fine. Which question was that? I was saying like how does it compare? Like I was hoping you would actually say like compare it to other movies you've seen. Like compared to other movies I've seen? Yeah. I've other movies are more enjoyable. Yeah. That, that's not like that's the only way I can say it. Okay. They're they're more enjoyable. If you had to make a a mid year top ten list, where would this be? Uh, is essentially what I'm asking. I know. I, I want to say top three. Okay. But, but not I, necessarily number one. What would be number? I'm, one? That's what, that's the thing. I don't have to think of what would be number one then. Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, because that'd be up there with the top three as well. Yeah. But that ending just totally screws the pooch on it. Logan? Probably, yeah, probably Logan. I need to see Logan, apparently. Is that on HBO yet? Not yet. I know you can, you can buy it uh, on yeah. Amazon. Should be soon. But yeah, probably Logan then. Wow, okay. Just because it was a good send-off for that entire franchise, and everything was well done because they finally went R on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. fair enough. So it sounds like, um, yeah, it's it's a uh, uh, Dunkirk is really well done. Uh, it's, it's exactly the kind of movie that it's purported to be very epic, very sweeping, very dramatic. Yeah. So if that sounds like your piece of cake, then go and eat it. All right. All right. Moving, moving on, on to uh, next week's releases. Let's next talk week's about releases. Next week uh, in the box office here. All right. So first up, we have that movie that's for your kids. For my kids. Yes. Oh. Especially your kids. Okay. The Emoji Movie. Oh, God. Glad I don't have kids. Yeah, no, that's why it's for your kids. Yeah, they're non-existent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, The Emoji Movie. Sony Animations, or I guess, yes. 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 It says actually, actually Sony Animation. That's right. Uh, new new joint, which uh, has uh, uh, Patrick Stewart as a piece of shit. And uh, T.J. Miller as a myth. And Martin Rudolph's in there with all smiley and whatnot. Yeah, so you know what? It's and James Corden's in there as a broken high five. Sure. I think he's supposed to be a high five with the band aid. broke? Yeah, he's a band aid on him. Got it. So yeah, that's out. And then what else? And then your other movie is uh, that Charlize Theron movie. All oh, right, Atomic Blonde. Yes. So uh, what's our predictions? I'm not sure how well Atomic Blonde is going to do. No, I don't think so either. Um, that, that that puts it in the weird case of a fam. Does a family movie win? 
Yeah, I mean, Despicable Me did. Boss Baby did. I think Emoji Movie has a chance. I'll go with the Emoji Movie this you week. You want to go with the Emoji Movie? Why not? I like living on the edge. Alright. I mean, essentially it has to do over $25 million. It'll do over 25 Easy. But... Will Atomic Blonde do over 25? That's the... No. That, that's the no. weird question. I bet it doesn't. I bet it doesn't do well at all. And if it doesn't do well, what does that mean for female-led movies? I, absolutely nothing. Because that's not why it fa- will fail. Why will it fail, then? You can't say that in a year where Wonder Woman did so well. Yes. That's not a thing... That's not an but, argument but you can Wonder, make anymore. But Wonder Woman was a known property. Yeah, It is also part of really. a bigger universe. Yeah, but I think that you're not giving credit where credit is due here. Well, yeah, directing is... Amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with how good of a movie that thing is. Yes. I think that they need to step it up on these smaller releases. So if it fails, it's not Charlie's Theron's fault. I can tell you that. All right. So yeah. So we're going with Emoji Movie. Number one one. will be Emoji Movie, um, unless there's some sort of miracle Dunkirk holds over, but no way it will. I don't think so. Even with IMAX. Even with with the word of mouth, even with IMAX, I don't think it holds. I don't see it doing it. No. Just like every other summer movie, it will drop at least 50%. Yep. Yep. It will. Okay. Movie news. Okay. Movie news. Uh, So, as we mentioned last week. Yes. This past weekend was Comic-Con. It was. San Diego Comic-Con. So what happened at the comic convention a la San Diego? Oh, a lot of funny things happened at the comic convention. Funny thing happened on the way to the comic convention? Yeah. But in terms of uh, comic book convention, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of news happened. So we're going to get right into that. Starting with Marvel, or rather Disney, but let's just call it Marvel. What happened in the world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So, uh, we have four different movie news uh, updates. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. First up is the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Buzz. Buzz, buzz. So, if you like Ant-Man... I did. And you want to... Yeah, it was actually a really good movie. You should probably check that out. Okay. Uh, yeah, get ready for more Paul Rudd as he returns in Great. the lead role of Ant-Man. Great. And uh, the Wasp has actually been cast. As Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. She'll be playing Janet Van Dyne, uh, who was the wife of Hank Pym, a.k.a. Michael Douglas, and the mother of Hope Pym, a.k.a. Evangeline Lilly. Right. And was also the original Wasp, which was hinted in the first Ant-Man movie. I remember movie, that, yes. Where uh, his wife was lost in the subatomic area. So, we already have a glimpse of her, essentially. But now she's actually getting a full role. The as end of is, the movie. As is the movie's actual title. Right. And man, and the, the wasp. wasp. The Wasp. Cool. The Wasp. Yeah, she's the Wasp. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, also joining the cast is none other than sci-fi favorite Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. As Bill Foster. Sure. Uh, Bill Foster is a former scientist who worked alongside Hank Pym and joined the team as, the, as a second... Size-changing superhero, Black Goliath. Ah. Uh, he becomes giant using pin particles. And, uh, yeah. He may or may not be the villain. We'll see. Seeing as these two are big names, the villain can actually go either way with these two. Good to know. Or, we could have a third unknown. <laughs> That's always a possibility. 
Uh, Peyton Reed uh, directs this, and it's opening July 6th, 2018. Putting this as the first movie post-Avengers. Uh, Infinity War. Infinity War, yes. Yeah, post-Infinity cool. War. Uh, yep. So about a year from now. A little, little, little less than that. Yep. Alright, uh, we also have, uh, speaking of Avengers Infinity War, uh, they, they showed the same trailer that they showed at D23. Right. Which still hasn't arrived online. Still waiting for it. Still hoping. Okay. Um, They'll release it when they want to. Yep. Uh, there was, was actually a nice introduction video done by Paul Rudd and Michael Pena explaining the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, that they showed to Hall H. To people who have uh, short-term memory loss, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think it's been that long since Iron Man 1 came out. 2008, 10 years. Yeah, that hasn't been that long, right? It's only been 10 years and 14 movies. So, yeah, 14 movies. Full, it'll be 18 by the time. Woof. Yeah. It's a lot. By the time Infinity War comes out. Uh, yeah, so there's no news. Uh, although no, 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 no new news came out of it. Fans no new news. No new get news. poster, and we can actually uh, look for more information as Infinity War comes out May 4th, 2018. May the 4th be... When uh, Avengers uh, comes out. Marvelous. Marvelous, yes. Marvelous, though. Marvelous. <laughs> okay. All right, and then that brings us to Captain Marvel. Okay. Uh, this, is, of course, is starring Brie Larson in the title role. Right. And we got a lot of big news from this movie. Okay. Uh, first off being that this film will be set in the 90s. Right. Saw that. Which begs the question of, if this is true, where has she been the past <laughs> 20 years? <laughs> Maybe the movie will explain this. Maybe she's been Captain Americanized. Also, I feel like setting a, setting a, uh, a movie like this in the 90s is an opportunity for a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I myself wanted to write something set in the 90s once upon a time, and a professor told me no. Wait, was this the... <laughs> it was my adaptation class. You weren't in that one. Oh, okay. I wa- really wanted to set my adaptation in the 90s because I wanted to riff off of some of the music stuff at the time. Because right. I thought that would be funnier for what movie I wanted to make. Okay, I thought, and, I thought it was your ghost roommate story. No, not that one. Okay, uh, so that was contemporary. No, yeah, everything else I've done is contemporary. I wanted to do that one in the 90s because it was like a pop singer was involved and wanted them to be like a late 90s Britney Spears type. Uh-huh. And my, my my professor was just like, there is no reason to do this. Why are you doing that? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I... And she, it, they basically were like, no, don't do it. I'm like, okay, fine. Okay. That's all good to do. But yeah, that sounds like fun. Anyways, yeah. Uh, circling back around, Captain Marvel uh, will be set in the 90s, and the villain will be the Skrull, mm-hmm. which everyone thought was going to be the villain for the first Avengers, uh, because they had the exact same backstory, essentially. Yeah. But instead they changed the name to the Chitari. The Chitari. Chitari. Yeah, Chitari Mushrooms. The Atari. Yes, <laughs> Chitari. Yeah. They got to play Pong on them. Yes. Um, yep. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the past, and, uh, yeah, I mentioned that. <laughs> movie comes out uh, March 8th, 2019. <laughs> okay, that's a while. Yep. Yep, so that's 
after Infinity War and before Avengers 4. And a handful of days before my 29th birthday. Just a handful. Yeah. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. You can see Brie Larson in spandex. Happy birthday <laughs> indeed. Alright, what else do we got? Yes. Uh, the other news that came out uh, post-panel and during discussion was that Captain Marvel will not be in the upcoming Avengers Infinity War movie. Right, because they have yet to introduce her properly. Yes. Hey, that didn't I mean, work they for... did it with Spider-Man, but that's different. And Black Panther. Okay, yeah, that's a better example. Speaking of Black Panther... Yes! Fans got to see the exclusive clip of the movie involving a casino scene and the new Black Panther suit. Uh, the crowd is really into it, and it's good to see that as Black Panther will be coming out in February 16th. I'm excited for Black Panther. That looks yes. really cool. Everything also, I've seen of that looks awesome. Also, Black Panther will be the last movie before Infinity War. Cool. That'll be the setup one. Yep. So definitely stay after the credits for that one. Yep. It'll be interesting to see how they use everything because it's supposedly set strictly in Wakanda revolving around vibranium. And how that, that sentence made zero <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> and how that's going to translate into uh, the coming of Thanos will be very interesting. Supposedly, Captain America Wait. will show up in this one. Wait, real quick question. Answer. Does Thanos come? He comes hard. <laughs> Just checking. Okay. God, we were talking about the coming of Thanos. Yes. <laughs> Just making sure that he, you know. He goes properly? Yes. Properly. Properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, doesn't um, matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, so uh, uh, in addition to Captain America possibly showing up, yes. uh, also expect Winter Soldier to show up as he is also you mean being. Bucky Barnes? Yeah. Okay. Unless you know that. I do know that. I saw Civil War. Yes. As, as he is currently being held up in the, uh, the City of Wakanda. Okay. And lastly, uh, for Marvel, we have Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. This is the movie that's coming out in November and we finally got what I deem to be a really honest trailer. An honest trailer? No, no, no not honest trailer. Not those honest Not trailers. those honest trailers, but a really good look at what this movie is and will be. That's good. Hulk it's, and all. Especially Hulk and all. They have Hulk speaking in this. Hulk, Hulk speaks? Looks, yeah. What? Hulk looks a lot more like Mark Ruffalo this time. Oh, good. And, yeah, it's... I'm really excited for Thor. I, uh, I'll say it. Wow. Yeah. All right. I mean, I was only sem- semi-excited for uh, Thor Dark World, because Christopher Eckstein was... Uh, Eckstein. Eckelstein was <laughs> <laughs> was uh, the Dark Elf. Also, I, th- I feel like, yeah, everybody kind of turned against that one now. Yeah. Everybody kind of hates Thor, too. You know, yeah, because they didn't use the villain properly. Okay. Chris Rexon was kind of slipped under the rug in that thing. I haven't seen Thor 1 or 2, so I cannot comment. Will he see Thor 3? I don't know. Probably after I see the first two. Alright, maybe. Well, we'll see if we ever get to see that. But yeah, uh, fans uh, got excited for that. They also got a poster. And it's coming out November 3rd. Mark your calendars. 11-3. Cool. Uh, movie's going to take a long time today because Comic-Con. Stuff to get through. Because Comic-Con. Pick up the pace. Yep. Uh, Fox 
aka 20th Century Fox. Yeah. I probably should not have shortcut that. It's put the Fox logo up there. Fox. But yeah, uh, they showed off Kingsman, the Golden Circle. They sure did. Uh, we finally got the second trailer uh, from director Matthew Vaughn. This one shows off a little bit more of the Statesman uh, this time around. But it seems like everything is still kept very low-key in terms of plot. Loki's in this? No. Okay. The, the other Loki's in this. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, so Kingsman. Okay. Yeah. So Kingsman. Uh, looks like a Kingsman movie. Uh, was... You're excited. This is one of the movies you've been looking forward to. Yeah, it's one of the movies I've been looking forward to. However, with each trailer, I seem very disappointed, I guess. Ah. I don't know. Do you get that feeling? I didn't see the first one. Oh, okay. So I don't really have the context. Yeah. Wait, you see the first one? I have not seen the first one. Oh, dude, you got to see the first one. I'll watch great. it eventually. But yeah, I mean, with, with the first one, it was definitely a very, um, very surprise hit, I would say. But with this one, it seems like they're going too much in the comic book side of things. And uh, it's, 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 it's like, it's, no longer rooted or grounded and that's not what made the first one really good I mean the action scenes made it really good so we'll see I'm still holding judgment on that film okay but because you know sometimes these sequels aren't that well done but <laughs> well, we'll see um, there's still hope there's still hope for it yet as that one uh, comes out do, 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 do. didn't put a date <laughs> August, I want to say. It comes out later this year. Or, or like the next two months. Okay. And then, uh, briefly, at the very end of the... Um, not Gifted, the other one. The one on, on FX. Legion. The very end... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. I got it written right here. Uh, <laughs> at the very end of the Legion conference, okay. uh, showrunner... Uh, or put that name here. Oh, no wonder. That's good. Oh, yeah. Showrunner Noah Hawley, just as he was leaving, said that he can't say what he's working on, only that it involves Doctor Doom. Oh. In an upcoming movie role. So we make, so in order for uh, 20th Century Fox to keep the Fantastic Four property, they have to make something, related, to make something to related to it. Got it. So we may see a Doctor Doom origin film. Which is really fascinating, Dr. Moon Gordon, by the way. Okay. Because he is an orphan, abandoned by gypsies, raised as a raised on the streets, who becomes king <laughs> of both science and magic. Oh, that's a very specific thing to be king of. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he becomes king through science and magic. Got it. So it's a very interesting thing to see. Um, I hope it's done right. He's just uh, Noah Hawley's just writing it, but we'll see what comes of it. We will certainly see. All right, moving on to Warner, Warner Brother. Warner Bros. Oh, uh, real, real quick, briefly though, Universal was also there. Okay. But they didn't show anything of the Dark Universe. Probably good call. Only Pacific Rim Uprising. Okay. We did get a teaser trailer, which gave us a new look at the Jaegers. 
uh, the, basically the big robots in the film. Right. But at least it does end with John Boyega at the very end with cool. the lead role. Awesome. Yep. Looking if you want yeah, more information, visit GoJaeger.com. Looking forward to that because I liked uh, the first Pacific Rim. Yeah, it was fun. It's really good. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens from it. Moving on. Warner Brother. Yes, Warner Bros. Uh, this is also going to be a long one because Warner Brothers encompasses DC movies. Yeah, here we go. So, hold your horses as we get right into it. Starting with Blade Runner 2049. Right. Yeah, that, that thing's still coming out. Still exists. <laughs> that thing still exists. I don't know who's still asking for this thing, but we'll see. Uh, there was no new trailer, but we get an official runtime of 2 hours and 30 minutes. Okay. Um, the only reason I bring this up is because it's 30 minutes longer than the original film. Because it gives us everything that we wanted. A grizzled old Harrison Ford. Okay, that's everything I ever wanted. Yep. Just in my life. Yep. Really. All, all upon you. <laughs> uh, uh, Blade Runner comes out in October 6th of this year. Okay. Now, DC animated films. The first part of DC. Right, because these are traditionally limited release. Right. But yes. Uh, so they will be making four upcoming films that they announced. Uh, two of them will be a two-part film. Okay. Well, they'll, they'll be uh, coincide one and two, and they'll be uh, the story of Superman. So expect two Superman films. Okay. Uh, it will be the death of Superman. Ah. Was announced in tw- uh, for a twenty eighteen release. Speaking of the nineties. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, they will also do the follow-up comic, Reign of Superman, in early twenty nineteen. Got it. Uh, there'll be a two-part series, Tell the Rise, Fall, and Return of Superman. But before we get to any of that, basically they just announced that, hey, we're, we're going to work on this thing. Get excited. But before we get that, we have Batman, Gotham by Gaslight. Okay. And this one sounds very interesting in terms of concept. Uh, it is an adaptation of the 1989 novel of a Victorian-era Dark Knight in pursuit of Jack the Ripper. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, Victorian Batman. Yep. So, Steampunk Batman coming to us. Steampunk Batman (laughs) is also the name of my underground rap group. Um, So, see us uh, play at the open mic um, on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Moving on. Moving on, yeah, uh, so uh, that brings us to the fourth film, uh, which will be Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. This will be an original story, although no voice cast has been revealed yet, and no details on who Suicide Squad will encompass. So this is an animated follow-up to the film? No, this is an animated standalone ah, from the film. Got it. Because the DC animated films are separate from the DC... Right, I know, but universe, they're using... Which is different yeah. from the DC TV side. Yeah, 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 right. Which is different from the DC comic book side. You would really think that at some point they would make everything kind of fit better. You would think that, <laughs> but because DC Universe already has the multi- the multiverse going on, uh-huh. they, can, they, they, can, they say, oh, it's just multiverse. That's yeah. their way of explaining why everything exists. I suppose you're right. 
Just like there's that un- there's that universe where Bruce Wayne was actually shot in that alley, so Thomas oh, right. Wayne becomes Batman. Yeah. yeah. Super confusing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> super confusing. Yes. Speaking of super confusing, okay, let's get right into the DC Extended Universe. All right, let's get confused. Yep. Uh, so Warner Brothers has announced not one, not two, not three, not four, but eight movies currently in development. It's a lot of movies. Uh, break so, it down. All right, bring it down. First up, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad Two. Suicide Squid. It's Platoon Three. Yep. No? No, okay. No. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2 uh, will be happening because money. Alright, this is not a surprise. For those of you who thought that this was going to be uh, um, like not happening because everyone hated it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Money, money. money makes money. Money speaks larger than whatever the hell you had to say on the internet. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, because that thing made $745 million worldwide. So there's no reason for them not to make a sequel. Yep. Wonder Woman just passed that, okay? Yeah. That's how big that thing is. Or was. It did well. Yep. Uh, we also have The Batman, which will be the solo Ben Affleck film directed by Matt Reeves. Yep. This also confirms uh, that... Ben Affleck will not be leaving the DC uh, well, universe, despite what everyone says. Well, from what I heard, it wasn't that he was leaving the role, but everything else. Is that originally when that project yes. started, he was going to have way more hands-on creative Well, well there was, when it started, position. he was going to be the director, the producer, yeah. and the star, and the writer. Yeah, what I remember from the story that we reported about him departing project mm-hmm. was that it was basically he was departing everything... Except for being Batman. Right. That he had to stay and be Batman. I never read anywhere that he was going to not be Batman. Right. Well, the, well, he just basically confirmed that. He was going to stay in the Batman role. Yeah. Which makes sense. Because they already established as he's the current Batman. Yes. If you change it again, then that just confuses people. Tim Burton says hi. Yeah. So yeah, no surprises there, but interesting nonetheless. Yep. Uh, we also have Shazam. Shazam will be starring uh, in his own. In the yeah, movie, uh, with own Jamie Foxx in a television show. No, not that Shazam. No, 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 no. This, that's that's beat Shazam. This is a this is superhero. Shazam. Game. Shazam. Yes, his superpower is that he can recognize music in a split second. <laughs> that's a weird superpower. <laughs> it comes in handy when you're facing bionics. I suppose. What the hell is a bionics? It's just like a, a DJ. Oh. <sighs> Anyways. Anyways, uh, un- unfortunately, this will no longer be starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Aww. And nobody has been cast in, okay. in, in a replacement role. So, Jamie Foxx in Shazam. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> you can play a superhero again. Yeah, why not? Uh, speaking of that, let's just make Static Shock. Static Shock was a cool character. But they won't because there's a lot of uh, yeah. red tape that they have to go through. Yeah, I don't remember anything good about Static Shock, so... I remember it was well with the animated series. I remember that it was the show after Pokemon. That's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I did not watch it. Aw, you missed out. <laughs> um, that, then they also... Uh, 
Mm. Oh, yeah. Then there's also uh, Justice League Dark. Yeah. Now, don't be confused because we already talked about Justice League Dark. The animated version, which came out earlier this year. Okay. This will be the live-action version of Justice League Dark. Okay, uh, help me out here. This is the one with Constantine. Remember? Justice League Dark is the one, yeah. With, with Constantine, okay. Batman, and Swamp Thing. And monsters. A bunch, bunch of other anti-heroes. They yeah. got monsters out. Yeah, so DC's going to go betting again on that on the anti-hero route. Yeah, I mean, it worked once. Yeah. Uh, we also have Flashpoint, which will be that Flash movie, and will not coincide with Flash, the TV series. Okay. Whether or not they do the live-action version of Flashpoint Paradox is another um, is, is another story. What's Flashpoint Paradox? It's a paradox involving the Flash, where he meets his future self oh. in order to go back in time okay. and prevent stuff from happening. Got it. Yeah. He was going so fast, he saw himself? Yeah. Got it. It's actually a thing that he does, that he can go so fast that he goes forward, forward and backward in time. Kind of like if Superman flies around the world enough, it turns the world faster or something like that. Yeah. I remember seeing that once. Yeah, if he flies in reverse fast yeah. enough, the world starts turning backwards. Time, time goes to go backwards. Yeah, yeah, even though that's not how that works. Hey, it was <laughs> the 80s. <laughs> sure. Anyways. Christopher Reeves could do amazing things. It's true. <laughs> um... Okay, then of course announced was Wonder Woman 2. As that thing currently is over $780 million worldwide. Yep. And number two in domestic gross. For the year? For the year. Got it. It, it, it jumped uh, Guardians. Cool. Number one being Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. That's going to take some catch up to do. Yep. Because that thing did $500 million domestically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like no with no problem, yeah. Well, it was like it's like it's like four eighty, but yeah, we'll round up. Um, that and that brings us to the Green Lantern Corpse, which we knew was coming. Corp. 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 You don't pronounce the P. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'll pee when I want to pee. Okay, go ahead and pee. All right, it's Corp. <laughs> yep, uh, we knew this movie was coming. Uh, this one is supposed to be involving both Hal Jordan and Jonathan Stewart. Yes, that Jonathan Stewart. Not that Stewart. John Stewart. And, and yes, that John Stewart. <laughs> both the comedian and the running back. Yep, both of them. All. Yes. All possible John Stewarts. Yep. I mean, that, that's why I want to pick him up for my, my fantasy team. Yeah. Because he's Jonathan Stewart. He's my real lantern. Uh-huh. All right. Hmm. <laughs> It's my own joke. Don't 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 take that. <laughs> don't steal that, anyone. Uh, and then that brings us to lastly to uh, Joss Whedon, who came out of nowhere, as he tends to do. Yep, and said that he will be directing a solo Batgirl film. So directing does it say if he will be involved in writing it? Yes, he'll also be involved in writing. Be writing and directing a solo background. Well, let's just cross our fingers and that it doesn't suck like that leaked uh, Wonder Woman script of his, huh? Oh, I never read that script. Did you see that thing? No, I never read that script. Oh my god. Do yourself a Google later. A Google? Do yourself a Google later. I always do myself a Google later. Check that thing out. It's real bad. Really? Yeah. It was like five years ago, Joss Whedon, and you can tell it was like five years ago. Okay. Like, it's not, it wouldn't work. 
and I'm glad they didn't go with it, his script. But yeah, um, hopefully he does a better job with Batman, because after that, I'm not really sh- Or sorry, Batman. Bat- Batgirl. Batgirl, uh, because after seeing that, I'm a little less confident in his ability. Confidant? I don't know why they can't just, like, I don't know, get a woman to direct it. I don't know. I don't know. Who are they going to get? Patty Jenkins? <laughs> you know, she's not the only woman who can direct a superhero movie, right? <laughs> no. Uh, anyways. Well, I mean... Yeah, but Catherine Bigelow has Detroit coming out this weekend. She's not the... They're not the two... Only two women that can direct the movie. You know? And we have a third woman. Let's just keep going. Alright, prove my point. Uh, it's not... What I'm saying is it's not my job to choose them. Alright, uh, speaking of Joss Whedon... The producers. Speaking of Joss Whedon, uh, there was a little controversy that came out. Revolving Justice League. Yeah. As we reported, previously reported that he would be taking over post-production duties for Zack Snyder. Apparently in this latest trailer, they put his name under the director as a co-director. Yeah. And then Warner Brothers immediately withdrew everything to make a change. Yep. Saying that, no, he's not getting co-director. It's still a Zack Snyder film. Interesting. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, there's a new Justice League trailer out because of that. Well, not because of that, but... But to coincide. To coincide, that. yeah. With it's going to happen story. regardless. Yeah. Who knew it was coming out? Now let's get to the other Warner Brothers projects. Okay. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, way back when, Warner Brothers is focusing on four main tentpole films. Or four divisions of their film franchise. Right. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. DC. DC. Uh... <laughs> Come on. Uh, three and four. I don't know. Three and four? Where are they? Well, Lego. Oh, Lego. Yes. And... and sh- no. It's not them. Was it going to Sherlock Holmes? No. I was not going to. Uh, Lego and, yeah, and some fourth thing. It's, suppo- uh, it's supposed to be... Um, uh, the Hobbit. Oh, right. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. All, all of that evolved into one. Supposed to be the other, other temple. Anyways, yeah, we got a new Lego Ninjago uh, update. Right, the Lego Ninjago movie. Yes. That's, I believe, the name of that thing. Yes, the Lego Ninjago movie. Uh, they have new trailer and poster out, uh, and the trailer also reveals major story elements. Major uh, story element. Yeah, because not only is this a father-son film... Uh, dynamic going on, but also involves a cat. Is Allison Brie back? No, no, no. Like, like a literal cat. Oh, a literal cat. Like, like a literal cat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, check out the trailer. It's actually kind of funny. Um, it's actually making me a little bit more interested in this movie. Yeah, the tough thing about this one is that unlike Lego Batman, there's no existing IP, no existing franchise to really dig into. Because how many people can you name that have any affection for the Ninjago franchise? I don't know, because I don't have a five-year-old or know any five-year-olds. So that's my problem with this, is that it could be probably really well done, and it probably will be really well done, but who will care? Right, that's the thing. Because no one knows what Ninjago is if you're over the age of ten. That being said, though, the film 
or the trailers actually look pretty decent. And that's what I mean. It'll be it'll be sad to see this because I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be really funny. I'm sure it'll be like have some heart to it. But no one's gonna care. So we'll see. Well, you can not care on November twenty second. Okay. Well, no, we'll be busy. That's Mark's birthday. We'll be busy then. Seeing Lego Ninjago. Yeah, we'll drag him to it. Yeah, him and his fiance. Fiance? Well, they might be listening. We can't tell her. They're not listening. Come on. Have a little faith. They're in Poland right now, so probably no. They have no way of listening to this. The internet is global, Matt. Yeah? Yeah? I know. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, speaking of not caring, that brings us to our last uh, story for Warner Brothers. Okay. Ready Player One. Oh, God. Okay, let's talk about this. Oh, let's talk about this thing. What did you think about that trailer? Who that looks like a mess. Yeah, dude. Uh, sorry, Steven Spielberg, but just because you throw a bunch of pop culture references into this thing doesn't mean it's going to sell me. So that's apparently the book, too. Oh, yeah, no, we both read the book. Yeah, well, no, I have not read it. Oh, I read it. Because I knew ahead of time that I wasn't going to like it. I read it as part of our book club. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I, I have a few choice words to say about that book. Holy crap. Holy shit. Yeah, so, so yeah, if yep. you're not familiar with the source material, yep. so what is it exactly? So, Ready Player One is a book, but a novel by Ernest Cline. Yeah. And it basically takes place in the future. The future. Yeah, the future, but, but... But everything takes place in a virtual world online, which everything evolved and around it, or it's actually the main like story plot through for it, is about 80s culture. So yeah, 80s pop culture. So Transformers, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, you name it. There's something referencing some part of your childhood. Pac-Man, Avatar, Kingslayer. In that thing. Uh, spam a lot. Not spam a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. Holy, uh, holy Grail. Holy Grail. So yeah. It, uh, War game. So people, for, it was written by a person of a certain age for people of a certain age who are nostalgic for the 80s. And who else was king of the 80s but Steven Spielberg. Yeah, so it makes sense to a certain extent that way. But here's the problem when... From what I, you can help me here, what I assume is also a problem with the book, but also probably a more so a problem with the film, from judging off that trailer. Just because you can make a reference to something, and just because you do make a reference to something, does not mean that is a substantial part of a narrative. It does not mean you're actually making something like a commentary on anything. Right. It just is. It just is. It's like nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, which I believe we've spoke about. On this very podcast, probably a year ago, talking about something else. I definitely remember having this discussion oh, yeah. before. I just don't remember what it was based on. But yes, nostalgia for nostalgia's sake is not good. It doesn't mean anything. I think we're talking about Stranger Things. I do think we may have, yes. <laughs> I think it may have been when we were talking about Stranger Things. It's like, you can't just have a reference for the sake of a reference. Yeah. It's why Family Guy isn't that funny. Because you get to a certain point where it's like, oh, is all this is is a wink and a nod. Like, when we could be doing something substantial here. So, what really irked me is, I guess, there was some quote from Comic-Con where Steven Spielberg said that he wants audiences to go, Oh, I get that every time there's a reference that they get. Which, speaking of, sounds like a Family Guy bit. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's not good. And that, was, that was my problem reading the book, too, was that it was a lot of, hey, you remember this obscure thing? Well, guess what? I also mentioned it. Yeah. There was a, uh, an excerpt going around the internet this week, at yeah. least in my circles of the internet, basically making fun of the book. And it was a, a excerpt where he's describing his car um, and how it is, one, a DeLorean. Yes. And two, um, has Ghostbuster logos on the side. Yes. And three, can penetrate matter? Yeah. <laughs> and just this, it read like the most terrible, like fan fiction y stuff I've read in a long time. And it's lamented the fact I do not need to read that book, nor do I need to see this movie. Oh, that, see, I was all fine with that until I got to the part where the kid was playing Pac-Man, and the mm-hmm. only way to beat Pac-Man was to get the highest score possible. Uh-huh. And the kid did it. Yeah, of course he did. Which... You were like, know, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. You're telling me that you got the highest score possible ever, ever. 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 He Billy Mitchell it. Yeah. He Billy Mitchell's Pac-Man. Without having context for Pac-Man. Right. Essentially. So you called No Way. Yeah, I called No Way. <laughs> Even though, like, in the beginning of the book, he says, like, I immersed myself in 80s culture. I know everything. I've beaten games, all, uh-huh. like, forwards and backwards. That means really hard. Yeah. Freaking, I don't know what he's talking about. Did anybody say Pac-Man kill screen coming up? Pac-Man kill screen? No, he was allowed. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> Anyways. But, yeah. Yeah, stuff like sucks. that. And then that also, like, like there was a thing about Tempest, too, okay. where you had to get the highest score in, te- the highest score in Tempest as well. And, like, no kid ever is that good at all video games. Yeah, that's a little far-fetched. Yes. Yeah, I don't know, man. That sounds like a disaster, but people will probably see it, because we're probably wrong about this one. Oh, I'll see it. I'm getting... I know. You probably will. Yeah. I'm going to pass. You can pass. But I have this work. weird thing in the back of my brain thinks this is going to be a hit. And I don't want it to be, but I think it will be. Uh, Spielberg's been ne- needing something for a while. Yeah. This well, might well, be. Well, this is his thing. first forte back into sci fi. And back into big budget. Yeah. I mean. The last movie was Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies was kind of. No, like no, 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 no. Technically, the last movie was uh, the BFG. Oh, that's right. And that bomb real bad. Yeah. Well, because Disney didn't know how to market that thing. Yeah, no. And no. also that CG looked terrible. So, yeah, um, I don't know, but I just, yeah, I hope people realize what that thing is before they see it. But I think it'll probably do okay. Because, if anything, we are a culture of nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, we've become nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, so... We've, we've become member beans. No, yes. let's, not, let's not make a reference to that, please. All right. If you want to catch more references <laughs> and Easter eggs, you can catch Ready Player One Hidden Theaters We're above March this. 30th. We're above this. March 30th. March 30th. March 30th. So be ready for Player One if you want to be. Or or if you were a sibling, Ready Player Two. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That brings us to our last story. Netflix. Netflix. I mean Netflix. All right, let's get right through this because even though... These are technically TVs. This is technically TV. Okay. There are so much so movies that I'm just going to count them as movies. All right. So first up, we have our first uh, look at that uh, thing by David Ayers, starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton, written by Max. All right. 
Yes. Yeah. Called Bright. Bright. Yeah. Right. Bright. Yeah. Bright. 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 Right. 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 Yeah. Mac. Mm. Max. Was it Mac? Max Landau? No. Max something. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's the movie about where Will Smith is a cop, but he also lives in a world where orcs, elves, and pixies and other mythical creatures live. Yeah. Which will be a theme for this episode, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Cool. No, no, no the pixies don't have an album now. Ha 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 ha. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, where yeah, everyone's in search for a magical wand that can grant you any wish you want. Uh, prepare for an adventure like no other. I'm or, always prepared for an adventure like no other. Or get prepared for more adventures. As uh, this thing will hit uh, December 22nd this year. So, okay. we'll do it for Christmas, everybody. Woo. Hey, that's my favorite Christmas gift. But before we get to that, we have to get to a thing we just talked about. Stranger Things. That like sequel. Season 2. Is it season two or is it just Stranger Things two? It's season two, but it's Stranger Things two. It's a, it's a show. Stranger Things is a television show. Is it a show? Because I can't. If it was on FX, we would be calling it a show. So thus, it's a show. Uh, Sorry, there's no way to be granular about I'm, this. I'm granulating it. Granulated sugar. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yep. The the trailer's up. Watch it for all its Halloween references. As it comes out, October 27th, 2017. I don't want this for my birthday taken away. <laughs> it's not for you. No, it's not, not for me. It's not for us. We'll but still end up people, watching it, probably. people love it, and it'll probably do pretty well at the Emmys. Yeah, we'll still probably end up watching it. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I'll watch it for <laughs> watching it's sake. I'll do it for you guys. Do I'll do it for the, the fans. Do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. For do it for the, the fans. Podcast. For the podcast. For the podcast. For the podcast. For the podcast. <laughs> no one's going to get that reference back. No, no, no we're not. <laughs> Nobody. Okay. Anyways. Anyways, that brings us to the last thing. Uh, Marvel's The Defenders. Uh, that TV movie event series, uh, <laughs> four series in the making, Blind Ninja, Smart Ass Detective, Bulletproof X, Con and Kung Fu Billionaire, Thingamajig. Kung Fu Millionaire. Yep. That's also the name of my rap group, so check us out. No, that's your side project you're working on. Yeah, that's just my solo album, really. <laughs> that's my rap name? Kung Fu Billionaire? Yeah, Kung Fu Billionaire. <laughs> uh, Sigourney Weaver threatens to destroy Hell's Kitchen, uh, so don't expect Spider-Man to show up in this thing, because he's from Queens. <laughs> but what Even about uh, Daredevil? It, he's from Hell's Kitchen. Well, yes, it involves Daredevil. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, you can what about Gordon Ramsay? He's involved in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Well, only if it's raw. <laughs> oh, it's raw, right? <laughs> it gets real. It gets real raw real it fast? It real raw real fast. I've seen Daredevil <laughs> Season 1. Stuff gets raw. He just, he just looks at Daredevil. What are you, blind? You're burning the risotto. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's risotto. Risotto. You can't say it correctly because he's British. Yes. Anyway. Well, all those fish and chips stuff in his mouth. Yep. Wait, what? No. Right. That Maybe brings not. us to... Uh, so, yeah. Defenders, August 18th, 2017. We're done with movies! We did it. Let's talk about television. Ugh. We're not done with this podcast no, yet. No, we're not done with this podcast yet. But that was just all everything that came out of Comic-Con this past weekend. Yes, we know it's a lot. 
Yes. <laughs> if you wanted just a quick breakdown of everything. Too bad. Rewind this thing an hour, ten minutes later. Yeah. We'll go through it again. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Readablepodcast.com. Uh, yes. Everything's broken down up there. Check it there. So let's clear everything and move into television. Television. Woo! Uh, here we go with sports. Sports Corner with Mike Nada. Yep. So this past weekend we had the Great White versus the Great. Uh, yeah, Great. This Gold. is not sports. It involves Michael Phelps. This is not sports. It involves Michael Phelps. Dude, so does a bong. <laughs> Bongs are not sports. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's where they hit each other. They, they take his pitch back and forth. It's called bong bong. <laughs> no, that's the sound Law and Order makes. Bong bong. Okay. Bing bong. Oh, that, that's a Pixar. No, that's the imaginary... Uh, yes, that's Pixar. Yeah, the imaginary friend in Inside Out. Okay, so tell me about, um, I guess since this is sports now, Michael Phelps swimming against a fake shark. Oh, Michael Phelps lost by two seconds, which in <laughs> terms of like swim time... Is a lot. Is, is a lot. It's because when you break it down, Michael Phelps barely won eight gold medals by point zero zero one seconds. Yeah. Let's remind everybody that sharks are fast... And he was never going to win this. Well, let's put it this way. One of these things was born to swim in the water. Yes. The other was a shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, so part of this that, that I keep trying to bring up, but you're glazing over, oh, yeah. is it was not a real shark. No. And the internet is pissed. <laughs> Have you even seen this? People are so pissed that they really? actually race against a real shark. It's like... What did you expect? <laughs> They're not going to put him in the water next to a shark. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? Are also, not. are you going to keep a shark still for that long until no. you say, ready, set, go? No, you can't. They're freaking sharks. Also, as soon as you do that, that shark's going to go, right, left, right, left, get me out of here. Yeah, like in the first ten minutes, there was a guy basically in this show basically saying, yeah, sharks don't swim like that. They don't swim straight ahead. What no. are you expecting? <laughs> But yeah, anyways, I just wanted to get that out. But if you but, did end up watching it, at least Michael Phelps put on a good face. And <laughs> at least that's what they showed. Cause he tried, He yeah. tried not to laugh through it all. It was ridiculous. Uh, so yes, that uh, uh, dovetails into the fact that it is Shark Week. So if you like sharks... Turn on the Discovery Channel. Discovery all week. There are more than enough shark-based content for you to embrace. We'll get back to Discovery a little bit later. And enjoy. But. Sports. If you're actually um, a fan of actual sports. Yeah. That don't involve sharks or Olympic swimmers. Football is coming back. Well, in like next month. No. Like next week. That is next month. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, next Thursday will be the Hall of Fame game. Yep. Uh, where we, it'll be August 3rd, where we have Dak Prescott, yo, and the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Taking on Mark's Arizona Cardinals. So this is a preseason game. It's a preseason game, uh, for, where they do the introduction of the Hall of Fame inductees. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what I did there. Yep, 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 yep. But yeah. Um, that's next Thursday. We'll I'll announce it again. Uh, next 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 podcast, next Wednesday. But uh, just so you know, 
Football is coming, so get your fantasy leagues ready. Football's on the way. Football's on its way. And speaking of on its way... That looks like a bus. Uh, that is a trailer. Oh, trailer. Yeah, because San Diego Comic-Con was not only about movies. There's sometimes TV in it. Yeah. So, uh, while a lot of these are just trailers, I was going to go through a bunch of the seasons that are going to come out. So, rapid fire, here we go. All right. Westworld, season two. Happening. Psych, the movie. Yeah, that's not a TV show. What's the movie? It was a TV no show. TV show. Getting now it. it's a movie. Yep. Uh, Darkwing Duck reboot. I, th- 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 I what, what? No. Yeah. I read that he was just going to be in the DuckTales show. Was that what it was? Yeah, that's what I read. Is that yeah. he's going to be in the duck the new DuckTales universe. Well, yeah, he's going to be in the universe. He's not going to get his own show, though. I but, just thought that he was going to be in some I thought that. I thought that's DuckTales. what it meant, that he was cause he's going to be in-universe. I don't think that it meant he was going to get his own show. Oh, okay. But still... But still, if you like Darkwing Duck, you will be in the DuckTales universe with the DuckTales reboot. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling. Right, which is the TV movie based on the uh, Nicktoon. Which, yeah. I don't know, sounds sounded initially kind of cool to me because I liked the original series. But when I saw this thing, I all hype immediately left me. Because it the whole thing felt very old man yells at cloud for me, but... That's Whatever. how it felt about this next one. Yeah. Hey Arnold, the movie. Yeah, that's different though. They've always kind of. I didn't. I never liked Hey Arnold. It always felt a little boring to me. Yeah. Uh, we also have Star Trek Discovery, Star- Stargate Origins, Doctor Who Christmas Special. That's a lot of sci-fi for you. Marvel's Inhumans. Dirk Gently season two. Wait, what? Yep, Dirk Gently. I don't season know what that two. Is. It's Dirk Bentley. <laughs> Cousin. Uh-huh. Dirk's... 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 Dirk's not how cousins work, but okay. Cousins can work however they want, <laughs> all right? Not in this state. <laughs> well, well they're, they're, <laughs> that's okay. They're in the state of denial. Oh, okay. Uh, we also have Vikings Season 5, The Walking Dead Season 8, The Expanse Season 3, American Horror Story Cult. Right. Preacher Season 2, DC's Legends of Tomorrow Season 4, The Flash Season 4, The Gifted, uh, which is that new show on Fox, which is X-Men. Right. Voltron Season 3, Supergirl Season 3, Gotham Season 4, Lucifer Season 3, Riverdale Season 2, <laughs> Arrow Season 5, iZombie Season 5, Krypton, the new series, The 100 Season 4, 12 Monkeys Season 4. Whoa. All of those had four seasons of Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> All of those had trailers come out this past weekend. So check them out if you like those things. Yeah. Uh, you could spend like a whole afternoon on YouTube just going through all these new trailers. You could. I don't suggest it because no. a lot of this isn't for you. But you could do that. Yeah, you could do that. These are things you could do. Okay. So uh, that was a lot of trailers. Yep. What else in television? Uh, oh, yeah, that happened. Boom, Rick and Marty. Yes. Uh, not only is the first new episode coming out July 30th, but McDonald's has finally a response for us involving the Szechuan sauce. Okay. They said uh, they are actually going to give uh, the creator, Justin Roiland, 
a jug of the Szechuan sauce. Okay. Uh, this is in reference to the resurgence of the season three premiere. Yeah. In which that was referenced. Uh, Royland uh, plans to film himself and co-creator Dan Harmon sampling the sauce. Okay. And including any disappointing reactions that may come from it. All right. So look for that on the internet as they probably promote the rest of season three. Uh, there's been uh, online petitions to bring back uh, the sauce, as we have mentioned before on this podcast. And all McDonald's is said is that they are willing to consider bringing back the sauce because they love our customers. <laughs> but we'll see if we'll it see if it's happens. actually a thing, though. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. And then uh, July thirtieth, we'll get new Rick and Morty. Season three, it's here, finally here, it's happening. Get Swifty. <laughs> Next. Next. Why that's a TARDIS, sir? Yes, this is actually a follow-up from last week's story yes. involving the new Doctor Who. Right. Uh, so uh, Stephen Moffat, the showrunner of Doctor Who, told fans uh, at Comic Con to quote, "Shut the hell up." <laughs> regarding the female star backlash. <laughs> uh, the Christmas special had just finished shooting last week, right before Comic-Con started, and where the new Doctor will take form of Jodie Whittaker. Right. Now, there's more to this story because BBC proper has actually gotten behind them on this thing and supporting the choice of a female Doctor Who. Good. Uh, they announced not only uh, and I thought well, not only are they behind the this new change, but that she will be receiving the same pay as previous Doctor Peter Capaldi. Yeah, the fact that they have to say that is kind of depressing, but the actual fact is uh, pretty good. I'm glad that they are doing that. It's right. just that the fact that they have to tell people that. Well, yes, the <laughs> fact that there is even a pay discrimination right. pay gap. To begin with. At all, yeah. If that was even a question, is sad. But the fact that they're doing the right thing is good. And they're acknowledging it. That Yes, we know there's a pay gap, but we're doing our best to eliminate that Yeah. by giving the star the star treatment. Good. And it's good. Uh, this means that um, this was uh, made by Director General Tony Hall. He said Director that, General? The, yep. said that the parody between <laughs> the two actors... Means that Jody will receive anywhere between two hundred sixty thousand to three hundred twenty-five thousand. Is that uh, pounds or dollars? Uh, that's dollars. <laughs> okay. Per episode. <laughs> uh, so uh, the BBC also put out a statement on their own website uh, for those unhappy viewers, stating, "Quote." Basically, it's all what I said last week. Yeah. But their official statement is, "Quote." The Doctor is an alien from the planet Galfrey <laughs> and is being established, and it has been established in the show that Time Lords can't switch genders. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. There's, not, yeah, there's nothing else to say. Yeah. It's like, deal with it, guys. Hey, we've established that this can happen. We're making it it's happen. It's going to happen at some point. Yeah. It finally did. Boom. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Script. <laughs> Scripts. I don't see an S. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, 
So this is uh, the logo for Scripps Network. If you haven't heard of them, you've definitely seen their shows as they are in charge of HGTV, Food Network, and a bunch of other, uh, Travel Channel and a bunch of other uh, small suite of cable networks. Okay. The reason I bring them up is because they're in the business of being sold. Oh, okay. Uh, Discovery Communications Chief uh, CEO David Zaslav and Biocom leader Bob Bakish are both engaged in negotiations for Scripps Network. Okay. Um, this could be worth as much as $10.6 billion. Okay. I'm going to be biased here. Go ahead. I hope Viacom doesn't get it, so that way it doesn't disappear from PlayStation View. <laughs> <laughs> That's very biased of you. I don't know yes. what I would do without my food network. We love the Food Network. We love the Food Network. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, a final decision could be reached as soon as next week, but there's also a chance of no deal being taken place. Yep. Uh, I have lots of notes here. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, given the high interest, the company could demand a higher price, and the controlling uh, Scripps family would likely require at least $91 per share and might even hold out for as much as 95 a share. Hmm. This is significant because currently it's being traded at $83 a share. Okay. So you get an extra $10 a share out of it. So it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, the pitch to investors from both companies is that a purchase would wipe out all costs associated with back offices functions like ad sales, distribution, marketing, HR, and other areas. And hundreds of millions of dollars could be saved hmm. by doing this hmm. because all those departments would eventually go to already existing higher departments ah. which also which would save not only the company money but be bad because it could put a bunch of people out of jobs yeah it's pretty bad so while this sale could be good for others it could be good in general there's a lot of people who will not benefit from this thing. yeah but it does seem like something that will happen. Yeah, it seems inevitable. Yeah. Especially with smaller networks. They'll eventually be gobbled up. Yep. Gobble, gobble. Yep. So this doesn't mean that those, those channels are necessarily going away. They'll just have a new parent. Like an adoption agency. <laughs> yes, exactly like an adoption <laughs> agency. Moving on. Moving on. Two cancellations and death. Okay, so this is going to be a while. Uh, so we'll start with the good stuff. I mean, good stuff being in quotes here. The TV shows. The television shows that have, have had their fates decided. Yep. Uh, first up is the originals. Yes, the originals. Yes, canceled. Canceled. Well, they have an upcoming fifth season. But it's going to be canceled after that. So no more originals after the original fifth season. Yes. <laughs> so there's going to be duplicates. Yep. Or spinoffs. Yep, clones. That's going to be on CW. And next we have Tin Star, which will be a 10-episode British thriller making its U.S. debut on Amazon later this year. 
This stars Tim Roth and Christina Hendricks, and that's all I can find out on this thing. Fair enough. We also have Iron Fist. Uh, this is the Marvel show on Netflix, getting yeah. a second season. Okay. I didn't think anybody cared, but all right. We have Winona Earp. Sci-fi show. Sci-fi show, getting a third season. Seen an episode of that. Yep. Seems okay. We also have The President Show. Uh, Comedy gets, Central. Comedy Central gets a additional seven episodes to its first season, which will premiere in September. As well as The Jim Jeffries Show's. The Jim Jeffries Show. Show, yes. Which will get an additional ten episodes. Okay. And that brings us to our, our last new show called Disenchantment. Yeah. This will be a 20-episode animated fantasy comedy from Simpsons creator and and Futurama creator as well, Matt Groening, starring Abby Jacobson, Nat Faxon, and Eric Andre. Yep. Alongside... Futurama voices John DiMaggio, Billy West, and Maurice LaMarge. Yep. Uh, the first 10 episodes will stream in 2018 on Netflix. This sounds amazing. Well, yeah, we haven't even talked about what the premise is. Oh, no, I just like the casting. The cast is great, but yes, the premise makes it even better. Yes. So, as I mentioned earlier in the show, this is going to be a theme. It takes place in a fantasy world. Abby Jacobson's character is a princess. Who wants to deal with trolls, elves, fairies, etc. in her daily life. And it sounds pretty great. Yes. So look forward to that. Abby Jacobson, of course, from Broad, Broad City, City. Which that's got to start soon, right? Next month. Next month. It's in August. Yep. Premiere. And then Eric Andre was uh, recently on um, not only the Eric Andre show, which is pretty yeah. self-explanatory. But he's also on uh, Man Seeking Woman as Best Friend Mike. Right. And then, of course, you have some favorites of Billy West, which there's a great um, clip on YouTube of Billy West doing a back and forth of Professor Farnsworth and Fry doing dialogue from Back to the Future. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, I mean, overall, the, yeah, I the, yeah. this is good. And plus the freedom that Netflix will allow, I think, will be good. Yep, for them as well. I release some March. I just, you know, I just love, love him. He's, he's a great voice yep. artist. Yep. Yep. So and yeah, that sounds yep. cool. Um, I'm excited to see that. Yep. Next year. Next year, 2018. Okay. That brings us to our uh, deaths. Okay. So uh, first up, we have Barbara Sinatra. Right. Yes. Uh, Mother of Sinatra Jr. Yep. <coughs> Former wife. wife of Frank Sinatra. Yep, of Sinatra Sr. Yes. Also philanthropist and a singer. I'm sorry, philanthropist. 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 Yeah, she was 90. Okay. We also have Jeff Mack, age 94, Australian country singer, singer-songwriter. Okay. Best known for I've Been Everywhere. Hmm. Yes, that classic tune. Yes. He's been everywhere, man. Uh... I guess uh, the the giant cash version of the cover. Yes. Okay. Now I know. Uh, today I learned. Yep. Today I learned. <laughs> well, well, the giant cash version is actually the American version. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we also have John Hurd, age seventy-one, yeah, that's actor, um, probably best known as the dad in the Home Alone. Yeah. Series. Yeah, John Hurd. Yep. He was in a lot of stuff. 
And we also have Bobby Taylor, age 83, Canadian soul singer of Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's. Hmm. It's very Canadian of them. That is very Canadian. <laughs> All right, so should we move on to music now? Uh, I think there's one that you need to talk about. Yes, it does uh, it, it's in go music. straight into music. It, it's it? in music. Although, we should talk about it now. But I put it in music. But we never make a difference in any other case. Why would we make a difference this time? Because it's... I know. I know. Just do it now. All right. Uh, so, yeah, last Thursday... It's like a Band-Aid. You just got to peel it off. You know I peel off my Band-Aids. Yeah, I know you do. Um, yeah, so last Thursday, uh, Chester Bainton of Lincoln Park uh, committed suicide. Yeah. Age 41. Yeah, um, this was especially rough uh, given the circumstance. They had just released an album. Yep. They were going to go on tour. Not yep. one, but two. Um, one proper tour for their album, and the second kind of a fun little thing with Blink-182. Yeah, that thing still yet to come. Both will be canceled. Yep. Neither will occur because of this. Seems like Linkin Park as a band will be on hiatus yes. until f- further announcement due to this tragic incident. It seems like uh, this will um, forever change the trajectory of that band. Yep. Um, and and uh, fans of Linkin Park across the uh, world are saddened and yeah. affected by Especially this. Especially across the world, because they were a yeah, global band. band. They really were. Yep. I mean, we were just talking about, when we were talking about uh, uh, the New More uh, Light, we were talking about mm-hmm. how they had transformed into this arena rock act. Right. And that's what they were going to be. And we were talking even then, like, no, this is going to be their... I even think we talked about, like, they're going to be, the like, you 2 or they're just going to keep right. going into their 50s. Right, because we had mentioned you know, that they had just 60s, crossed that, se- that, that threshold of six number one albums, meaning U2, Metallica, yeah. The Beatles. They were just going to keep going. Yeah. We were, we were t- talking about how that this was going to be their future. They were just going to keep doing tours. Well... I guess not. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this did happen on the uh, birthday, what well, would have been the birthday of singer Chris Cornell. Yeah. Who, who also took his life earlier this year. And, I mean, I'll reiterate the same thing I said when uh, Chris Cornell's um, news came out, which is, like, this is just further proof. Um, dude, mental health is important. And yeah. you need to be... Um, Cognizant of your friends and family members who are going through some stuff, um, because it could uh, mean a big deal to someone, and it could your help could be exactly what they're looking for. Um, Just help out, you know. Like if you see somebody struggling, be the person. Be the person who helps them out. You know, there's of course the prevention hotline. I don't have it memorized. I would post right now. Mm -hmm. Say it if we do. Suicide Prevention Hotline is very important. Make sure people have access to that number. It can save lives. Right. Um, so, yeah, just well, keep that in mind. Not only that, so, but most of Lincoln Park's early music yeah. brought that to the forefront with new metal. He was very... His lyrics in the song, the, the band songs were all always about you know these demons he was dealing with. Right. Even the, the first line of the new album yeah. was, I'm dancing with my demons. Yeah. And a lot of it... A lot of their songs, even though it did deal with that, at least there was a way for people to conceptualize that. Yeah, and, and people uh, find, artists especially find it cathartic to write about these things. 
it's a lot of a lot of artists deal with their depression um, and mental issues by trans like transforming it into music and giving it to their fans and i think it was the case for chester i think he did a good job of that over the years but ultimately you know when push came comes to shove you know right, well she, well, she wasn't the only writer i mean a lot of these right were also to be from, fair yes but at the same time yeah know, well, like, well the lyrics were from mike shinoda but they're yeah. all through the voice of, of chester Ultimately, it's a big loss, uh, yeah. as we were talking about with their newest album. You know, they're not everybody's piece of, you know, cup of tea. Like, they're not my cup of tea either. Right. And that being past, said, they are... Over the past five years, they somehow became a little bit of a meme. Yeah. In terms of people liking I them. don't think that's going to change. No. I don't think this will change that. It's changed it for the last couple of weeks. But I don't think it's going to change that going forward. I think it's, it's going to be just one of those bands that's not for everybody. But that being said... What it has shown, and especially what this past week has shown, is just how many people are affected by that band. Yeah. And how many people's taste and how many people's worlds were changed by that, especially our generation. Mm-hmm. Like, our generation's music would not sound like it does today if it wasn't for Linkin Park breaking it big in the early 2000s. They made a big ripple effect mm-hmm. on new metal, on... Rock. rock like i mean i mean just, imagine dragons the killers yeah you wouldn't have imagine dragons yeah. if like park didn't exist you wouldn't have the killers you wouldn't uh, have killers maybe would have existed maybe. but they would maybe had a different trajectory right like it's 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 yeah it's of course it's always you know silly to have those what up what if scenarios because right. who knows but at the same time if they def- definitely have affected an entire generation's minds about how what we look for, for in music and how we see, you know, our rock stars. Right, and also just how we express ourselves. Yeah. How people express themselves. How rock music is used. Right. Because, I mean, it, it, you know, when you're so, you know, hard on your sleeve about your emotions and about how you're dealing with your, you know, issues in your music, I think it, it tells people that are listening to it, young, impressionable minds, that it's also okay for them to feel those things it lets them live in the world where they're not alone and i think that's one of the things lincoln park was always very good at mm-hmm. is they they it just they always meshed with the disaffected teenagers because disaffected teenagers want to believe that the things they're dealing with are real and that they matter as much as they feel like they do and i think that's important and i think lincoln park was doing a good job of that especially the work that chester did so yeah, uh, big loss. Um, he'll be missed by his fans and music in general. Yeah, well, even outside of music, Chester was like a big yeah philanthropist. This is true as well. Working, working alongside not only teenagers in health, but also just yeah, um, just people in general. Always uh, donating his time, his money. Yeah, going on tour. Even start even when he did his own his own side project, Dead by Sunrise. Yeah, they would do free shows. Yeah, um, I think he knew. Uh, that he, he was there to help and I think he did a good job of it. So yeah, he'll be missed. Um, yeah, and, and rarely do we ever like, stop in the middle of <laughs> death to, to talk this much. Yeah, talk this much and dwell. Somebody. I think we've done it but, maybe yeah. probably a handful of times now but yeah, this is definitely one of those. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just keep, keep in mind oh yeah, and uh, internet uh, trolls out there uh, just keep in mind this is not your time for your dunks. 
like don't dunk on people because they genuinely like Linkin Park and genuinely miss this man because this is just one of those times use some tact use some respect moving on do we have any more deaths? no that's the last one okay alright so uh, video games then yeah let's go into video games alright let's go to video games probably not this month not that much this week uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see Alright, uh... Pokemon yeah. Go! Yeah, we've got about a little, a little under a half hour left. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Woof. Ooh, so Woof. yeah, if you were still playing Pokemon Go, chances are you're not playing anymore. <laughs> uh, as this past weekend, Pokemon Go Fest out in Chicago was had, and boy did they had everyone there. Alright, give it to me. Alright. Uh, so, what was to be the first big festival for Pokemon Go... Turned out to be a complete disaster. Yeah. That's putting it lightly. Well, to be fair, it was no fire fest. Yeah. But it's still a disaster in its own right. As they were set to release a new rare Pokemon, uh, not only the three legendary birds, Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres, but also Lugia and Ho-Oh. Right. Well, this first batch was supposed to be um, Articuno and Lugia, but there's a little bit of a problem. Okay. Turns out when you have a bunch of people like that gathered in a central area, and you don't have additional cell support, <laughs> people's phones are either going to go super slow, or crash altogether. Yeah. That's what ended up happening. Fun. As people who bought tickets to this thing... Basically, paid couldn't upwards get the thing. of two hundred dollars. Yeah, couldn't get the thing that they said they were going to be able yeah. to get. Yep, uh, were unable to not only enjoy the fest festivities, but also not able to capture the Pokemon that they said yeah. they would be able to capture. Um, yep. So if you happen to have, so if you have to be in Chicago, had AT and T and Verizon at the event. You were kind of SLL, as they had very spotty coverage at that time. Ugh. Not only that, but because everyone was having such bad coverage, they decided to up the signal. But in doing so, they actually increased that to the surrounding areas. <laughs> so, if people you didn't... There. People who didn't buy a ticket could have also have gone to the event stood outside the gate or the wall uh-huh. and still participated. Uh, that's dumb. Yeah. Um, so people were in lost about that because this was supposed to be an exclusive event. Supposed to be paid. Supposed to be you pay for Pokemon, essentially. Yeah. If you weren't already doing that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Turned out to be a complete bust. And Antic has said that they will refund all admissions and give everyone who everyone who attended 100,000 Pokecoins in return. <laughs> you know, fake digital currency that could just be wild. Hey, yeah, <laughs> just play more of our game that you kind of hate now. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, that thing is, is going to be such a weird thing to look back on. Because it's going to have such a high, like right yeah. in the beginning, and then just a steep decline. Yeah, super steep. I mean, expect this to be shown in business schools as to what, <laughs> as to like, 
how to fail in spectacular style. I mean, it just goes to show you that, and I remember saying this, the week, you know, that week of launch. Yeah. There's no way to keep this thing going unless they're smart about it. And guess what? They're they aren't going to be smart about it, and they haven't been smart about it. They just do not know how to run a service. They figured out a game. They figured out the technology. They figured out technology, and they made but, it a thing, a societal, like a major pop culture event for about a month. And but they have no idea how to keep it going. Yeah. Oh, well. It's just a, it's just what a waste. That's all. It it's is. gonna it what a be a blip in pop culture. It really is, and that's a shame. It's, it, it this made, thing it's had like a fad. this thing had all the potential in the world, and it fell right on its face. Yep, super disappointing. And speaking of super disappointing, what else is super disappointing. Oh, that's this past not weekend fair. was the beta for Destiny Two. All right, and the internet was super disappointed. Well, you know what? The internet is sensitive. It is. Um. The internet can kind of suck one. Beta was alright. The beta was actually kind of fun. So yeah, Destiny 2 beta is out. It is very different from the beta that was offered for Destiny 1. Destiny 2 beta focuses on multiplayer content. So that means you will have access to the um, multiplayer P- uh, like PvP stuff. PvP so like and the Deathmatch death stuff. Style. And then you also have a strike that you can do. A three-member strike. Three-member, basically a small campaign. If you will. Yeah, after some uh, single-player story content at the beginning. Yeah. But basically what's missing is the stuff that was in the beta of the first Destiny, which were what they call the... Uh, I forget what they call them. But like the missions where you're kind of going around doing stuff on a planet, like single-player farming for stuff, essentially. Yeah. That's not in this beta. So those people on the internet that were looking forward to having a lot of, you know, single-player content... Yeah. yeah. We're disappointed in that way. Because and tell them why, man. Well, there's a couple of reasons why. One is actually not my theory. It's a theory that was given on a podcast I was listening to. Okay. I'll give credit in a moment. Uh, but no. Uh, like I said, I'll give credit in a moment. Okay. My theory was is that it's a beta. Betas for stuff like this are to test server load. They're stress tests. It's stress tests. So, in order to get an idea of how many people are going to be in their multiplayer content, they had to put out multiplayer content in their beta. So, it makes sense to put the most stress on there, like, in the, the modes that would cause the most stress in your beta so that, that we can test accordingly. Because Destiny's one la- Destiny 1's launch was a disaster. Yep. Stress-wise. People, people kept People overloaded freezing. the server. Yep. So it makes sense for them to not have that happen this time to actually do an accurate stress test. So that's theory one. Theory two, that was uh, purported by uh, Patrick Klepek over at Waypoint on their podcast, uh, their Waypoint Radio uh, podcast. Yes, this past Waypoint week. part of Vox. No, Vice. Vice. They're part of Vice. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, he he basically was talking about how he thinks it's the, like the law of diminishing returns in a way, where people were got basically a third of the game in the beta of the original Destiny. If you recall, before the, all the um, expansions came out, there were basically like three locations in Destiny Vanilla. Right. Like, the beta gave you pretty much all the moon content. Or mm-hmm. all the earth content, sorry. Earth. And so basically his argument was the, 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 the audience reacted negatively towards that because they were like, well, you 
gave us everything, we're going to be disappointed now with Destiny proper because we've played so much of it already. Mm -hmm. He thinks that this is almost a reverse of that, where they're putting out just a taste to get you excited, and then so when you actually get Destiny 2, you'll be like, man, there's so much to do in this game. See? Right. Could be possible. So, but I also think that a lot of Destiny 2 could be focused on multiplayer. Which I mean, Destiny 1 was as yeah. well. But there's also a, also a heavy influence on single player story mode as well. I mean, probably it's going to be a combination. So I think what we're probably looking at is more of a combination of all these things. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be, yes, they do need to test server load and this will do a good job of it. Two, I think that yes, um, if the Destiny 2 does ship with a whole lot more content than what's even tasted in the beta, then that's not nothing but a win. Nothing but a win. Mm -hmm. Because we, you want people to be buzzing about how much of the game Destiny 2 is, especially after Destiny 1. And then, yes, third, well, I, think, think I think there will be more of a focus on the online content because that's what made Destiny well, last. Well, not only that, but when they announced Destiny 2, they announced that this was going to be a complete wipe of everything. Yeah. You're going to start over. Yeah. You don't really get that feeling playing the beta, though. No, well, yes and no. You do not, because it plays very similar to Destiny 1. Yes. But that, of course, goes back to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Because the thing that everybody loved about Destiny 1 was its combat. It's freaking Bungie combat at its best. They mm -hmm. made the Halo games. They know what they're doing. You know, it's like, you don't break that, and you don't change that. I think, if anything, the strike was really cool. It, like, added a kind of a new kind of element. I love the part with the spinning, the spinning, like, gear things. Yeah. That was cool. That's, like, a cool set-piece moment where you actually would have had to communicate if you were playing with actual friends, unlike I was, but I was playing with randos. But if you are playing with friends, you would have actually communicated. It's like, oh, man, there's one right behind you. Like, duck. And, like, stuff like that. It's a more dynamic way of doing something that's not necessarily just punk. Mm -hmm. I think little things like that are going to be potentially really awesome in Destiny 2. So I think it's they're changing just enough to make it compelling. I don't think they... And still... But it's still... Like, to make it feel fresh, but it's still Destiny. Which is good. I, I think that it's on a good path. So we'll see when that thing comes out in September. But yeah, looks good so far. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoyed it so much we actually picked up Destiny 1. Yeah, we picked up Destiny. <laughs> uh, with the expansions up to Tank and King. So we'll be yeah. playing some of that. Maybe we'll stream some of that too. Yeah. I need to get back on the stream train and keep saying I'm streaming safe things and I haven't. But, uh, yeah. All right. Someday. Moving, <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. The other big thing that came out this weekend was Splatoon 2. Yep, big Switch game. Not only that, but uh, Nintendo's chat service. Oh yeah, so yeah, to coincide with the Splatoon uh, launch, they launched the phone app for the uh, Nintendo Internet services. And people abused that thing. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect? Yeah, it's Chester. This is why Nintendo never wanted to do it in the first place. Yep. Boom. Because exactly, exactly this. People would try and do everything they could to try and get kicked off. So what specifically happened? Like, do you have specifics Oh, specifically? Here? No, just a bunch of screenshots of people's... So people stuff. were basically cursing up yeah. the storm, or what's going on? Not only cursing up the storm, but you could apparently add, add pictures to this thing as Got well. It. So people were having lewd pictures, or so, putting up a bunch of beams so everywhere. So this is in the chat on this app, right? Yes. Okay. So, but but the, the chat actually shows up 
as part of the dialogue on the screen. So that is actually a feature that was in the first Splatoon as well. Okay. But in the first Splatoon, since it was on the Wii U, it interacted with the Miiverse, which was basically a place where you could do these hand-drawn or more likely stylus-drawn um, okay. uh, th- messages to, for the community. And yes, they were moderated, but they were moderated after a period of time. So the thing is, is that things would be that were lewd would be able to be seen for a little bit until they were eventually removed by whoever was in charge over Nintendo. Um, Splatoon took advantage of this, and so did uh, uh, the Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Had a whole level that had in the background a bunch of Miiverse posts just floating, <laughs> and after you won. The winner got to write a Meatverse post. So, anyways, Splatoon two, in order to kind of carry the torch of Meatverse, because Meatverse was removed mm-hmm. from the Switch, did not carry over. Um, so, it basically has that feature still in it. Yep. So, yeah. So that that's where those are coming from. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we that already has been abused, and probably that won't let up for a while until Nintendo figures yep. out a efficient way of getting rid of it. However, the stuff that's app-specific, the actual chat, that's new to them. And this is just a last letting you know that you can now chat on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. You can do that if you so choose. Yep. Also, I hear uh, Splatoon's pretty good. Well, we've been yeah. saying we should get a... One of those Switch. Switches? Yeah. I think Splatoon might be first game we get on that thing, because that sounds like it's pretty good. Or Mario, depending on when well, we yeah, actually get it. when this happens. This yeah. is true. Alright, let me just to the last bit of video game news. Telltale Games! Yeah. As they announced several games that they uh, decided to make more of. Cool. And, yeah. And some that they didn't have any I guess they're not going to make more of. Yeah. Uh, So they announced that they will make more Batman, The Walking Dead, and The Wolf Among Us. Cool. Uh, those Those three will have new seasons coming out later this year. The ones that are not, or they did not talk about, or did not have any mention of, Include Borderlands and Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, kind of disappointing seeing as um, that Borderlands one is actually really good. Mm. So it's kind of sad to see them not uh, up on uh, that one immediately, but they may come back around it to it someday. Yeah, think, yeah, maybe. But yeah, so that's yeah, just Telltale games making more Telltale games. Yep. Um, cool. Good yep. for them. Yeah, some of them are really good. I mean, yeah, do what you know. Yeah. That brings us to music. Alright, and of course we open with the Billboard Charts. We start with your Hot 100. Yes, the Billboard Charts. Uh, We start with your first, uh, your uh, Top 100, which is singles list. Number one song in the nation is still Despacito. Don't get too excited. Number two is Wild Thoughts, DJ Khaled. Number three, That's What I Like, Bruno Mars. Number four, I'm the One, DJ Khaled. And number five... Your sole new member of the top five this week. Unforgettable with French Montana featuring Swayley. Unforgettable. It's not that one. Moving on to Billboard 200, which did have some interesting things go on this week. Billboard 200 is your albums list. It's taking forever to load. Give me a sec. It's because the Billboard site always autoplay is a freaking video. And it takes up the freaking memory. So I have to wait for it to figure things out. Alright, well, uh, number one is still Jay-Z. 444. 444. Still 44. Number one album. Yep. Um, you, the Lincoln Park 
bump probably won't come in until next week. If there's going to be a bump at all. Well, we'll find out in a second. <laughs> Give me one second, guys. New tab. Let's try this. Let's close out of that. And let's try this again. And try to see if I can get it up this time. That's see what she said. Guys. That's what she said. There we go. Okay, got it. All right, number two, damn Kendrick Lamar. Number three, debuting at number three this week, speaking of French Montana, Jungle Rules by French Montana. I guess it does. Number four, Grateful by DJ Khaled. And roll it, rounding up the top five, moving down from last week, is that album by 21 Savage. All right. And, uh... That'll do it. Where, where's our Moana watch? Moana watch. Moana is number eight. Surprisingly, it came back. That Netflix bump, though. That Netflix bump? Yeah, yeah. that's my guess. <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's it for the Billboard. Yeah, the one that's back in the top ten. Uh, music news. Uh, no, new releases. Music. We have Accept. New music. We have Accept. Except the what? Rise of Chaos. Okay. I'll accept The Rise of Chaos. We have Alice Cooper, Paranormal. Okay. Arcade Fire, Everything Now. Oh, yeah, that's happening. That's out. We also have Cage the Elephant. Unpeeled. We have John Dennis, Second Wind. Okay. Um, Manchester Orchestra, A Black Mile to the Surface. Okay. Passion Pit has a new album out with Tremendous Sea of Love. All right. Prong with Zero Days. And lastly, The Fall. New facts emerge. Okay, cool. That uh, Arcade Fire thing, I was listening to that. That's your probably biggest release this week. Probably. Uh, I'm not um, sure, man. Well, yeah, you, you heard the, the first single that came out of it. And yeah. You were very like, uh... uh... Yeah, this is definitely... I read a... Yeah, I read something I probably shouldn't have read in early review today. Yeah. Um, going into this one with some trepidation, let's say. But we'll see. All right. I'll report back next week. Okay. There will probably I'll probably have some thoughts on the site about that thing. Alright. So, uh, yeah, the first bit of news was going to be the Lincoln Park. Uh, yeah. Chester Bennington. But we covered that. We, we covered that. Yeah. We covered that ad nauseum. Moving on. Moving on. To Mr. Beeps. That Beeps. That Beeps. He's canceled his tour. Yeah. That's actually what I'm going to come off Yep. Justin Bieber is done with his current purpose tour. Yep. You know, that thing that came out 18 months ago? Was expected to do some dates in LA, was supposed to do some dates in Asian countries, including Japan. We'll cancel all of them due to, quote, unforeseen circumstances, unquote. But uh, Justin said to his fans uh, that he's sorry and that there will be refunds issued and Did he that he's going to go ride his bike. Did he sing that he's sorry? <laughs> You may or, or, or that's what he was going to do, and yeah. then just did it. Then now, yeah, now he's extra sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, Andrew Scooter Braun apolog- also apologizing yeah. on canceling the remaining 15 shows. Quote, a man's soul and well-being I truly care about came <laughs> first, and we must all respect and honor that. Um, sure. Yep, uh, basically, Bieber's been on the road for 18 months. That's a lot of Bieber. That's a lot of time to be on the road. Over 150 yeah. shows across six continents. That's true. Uh, yeah. That's a rough life. It's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, yeah. Bieber, next time, don't scare yourself so much. <laughs> You're right. 
I mean, yeah, if you learned anything, it's don't do that again. Of course, this is uh, interesting because it's the second time this has happened this year. Uh, Adele. Kanye. Oh, yeah, Adele. Well, yeah, Kanye, that was a different situation. But yes, right. Adele had to cancel the rest of her tour as well due to health reasons. Right. So, yeah, this is not the first time. Right. Um, I mean, artists do get overworked. Yeah. Except, you know, they don't really get days off. Yeah. Because when they do get days off, they're literally traveling to their next destination. So, yeah, um, who knows what actually is going on in Bieber's mind, but uh, sucks for the fans. But uh, they'll get their money back, so there's that. Yep, uh, the tour was supposed to end in October with dates in Hong Kong, Tokyo, and Singapore. Yep. No longer happening, as we did mention. Uh, he, you will get refunded, though. Yeah. If you purchase directly through them, otherwise... You're getting your money back, yeah. so that's good. Make sure you... Yeah, if you bought tickets, make sure you talk to someone. Yes, something about, about the, getting the, your the money back. Point of sale will have to return your money. Yep. Okay. That brings us to this guy. That brings us... That's not a guy. That's a sign. Uh, that is... Well, on the sign, it reads, Aphex Twin. Okay. Uh, so, Aphex Twin, uh, a.k.a. the new musician formerly known as Richard D. James. Uh, or, or that's his real name, actually. Yeah, popular uh, uh, electronic, experimental electronic musician. Yep. Been around for a few decades now. Yep. Uh, he's launched an Aphex Twin-only streaming service. Interesting. Complete, with nearly 30 LPs, EPs, singles, and remixes available to stream. It's a deep catalog. The musician is having every album, including side projects, available to stream and purchase in lossless, flack, and lame encoded MP3 versions. Lame. That's cool. I don't know why they call it lame, but whatever. I don't know. I think it's an acronym. It has to be. So it's lame. Sure. Uh, the site, afixtwin.warp.net, <laughs> also features right. a merch store where, with uh, vinyl and CD versions of albums, as well as a couple of t-shirts. Uh, even though you can you already stream his music on Spotify and Apple Music, and he is also aware you can do this. Yeah, but he wants you to go straight to the source. The website is a way for you to make it available to fans directly, yeah. allowing listeners to bypass subscription fees or commercials. Yeah. And why not? It seems like the, the kind of person who would be way into Apex Twin would be way into this idea, so yeah. he knows his audience. Yeah. That's cool. Now, whether or not this will allude to other bands maybe doing something like this... I mean, I feel like... You have to be very niche to yeah, do something like that? I mean, yes and no. I think that this almost has happened in the past. Right. I know for a while, um, uh, Tom DeLong, uh, formerly of uh, uh, Blink-22, was working on that Mod Life website, okay. which was uh, basically was the original idea. It was supposed to be a community, uh, for like a forum, like based community for his fans and fans of other bands that were could sign on to that thing. But it was also supposed to be like a place where they could direct sell music and merchandise. Okay. So in the past, there's kind of been attempts to go that direction, but none really caught on. So yeah, okay. um, it's cool to see them do that. And that brings us to uh, two reviews we have. For music. All right. The first one being that Lana Del Rey. Yeah. New song, Lust for Life. That Lana Del Rey album. Um, it's okay. It's a lot of Lana Del Rey. If you like Lana Del Rey, it's a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely happier this time. Yeah. The Weeknd is involved and isn't that bad, actually. It is like a very subtle Weeknd feature. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot of Weeknd in that feature. But yeah, uh, her, her main song, Love, 
and that uh, Hollywood song yeah. from Weekend are probably the two yeah. best on notable, the album. Notable. The most notable singles. ones. It's alright. Um, it's very long. It suffers the whole streaming thing, which is it has a billion tracks on it in order to get streaming numbers up, yeah. which I guess is just something we're just going to have to deal with now. Uh, but besides that, it's alright. It's yeah. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot of Lana Del Rey. So if you really like Lana Del Rey, this album's for you. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that this is a bad album. Yeah. It's just, it's a very yeah. specific album. You, it's very specific, exactly. Yeah. Okay, what was the other thing? Uh, the other thing <laughs> is the so-called HBO special and Beats commercial. Oh, right. The Defiant ones. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about this. Yeah, I made you watch this. This was technically, <laughs> it should have been TV, but whatever. Is it? <laughs> it's TV, it's just about music. Okay. It's very about music. But yeah, we watched the Defiant Ones, uh, the HBO documentary miniseries. It's a four-part series. Uh, basically about uh, uh, Jimmy Iovine and uh, Dr. Dre, and their kind of um, rise right. to uh, their own unique powers, and then how they combined their powers uh, to create the Beats Empire, um, and then subsequently sell it to Apple for $3.2 billion. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, it is kind of weird because there's a lot of good stuff in it. There's a lot of real good um, documentary level uh, 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 like coverage of like interviews and like recaps of like the interesting things that they did. Like especially the, the I felt a lot of the Jimmy Iovine stuff about how he like worked with these very specific mm-hmm. artists was cool, and I hadn't heard a lot about that. I didn't know you dated Stevie Nicks for a while. Like, right. stuff like that was new. He lived with Tom Petty. The Dr. Dre stuff yeah. was cool, too, but also, I feel like there's been a lot of Dr. Dre retrospective stuff. I feel like this was Dr. Years. Dre's response to Straight Outta Compton. And and I'm kind of glad it exists, because the one thing that's not in Straight Outta Compton and the one thing that's not in the other uh, the uh, hip-hop documentary that was on Netflix that I watched recently, which I forget the name of. Oh, yeah, that saying. one. Yeah. Uh, but also had a lot of this sto- same kind of covered the same kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, but what it does, what it finally does address is the um, uh, sexual assault case uh, that Dr. Dre uh, had, had uh, dealt with at, at a point. They actually do address it. Dr. Dre does speak on it, and I think surprisingly does a pretty decent job of kind of obviously not you know saying like not defending himself in any way, but being honest about like that he does regret it. And, uh, yes, I thought it was in, in a very strong moment in, as you mentioned, what otherwise kind of devolves into kind of being just an ad for Beats. Yeah, so the thing starts <laughs> off as basically how Beats, how Beats was being sold to Apple, and it was announced through Tyrese Gibson on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, which was weird. was weird. I guess that happened. Yeah, and then it devolves backwards into how we got here with GBIV, basically his life growing up. Uh, working in the music business, being a producer, the yeah. being a producer of producers, and then getting involved with Jay-Z. It's, and then it gets all the way wrapped around to where Jay-Z was going to do a commercial for sneakers. <laughs> but Jay-Z <laughs> said, nah, man, you should be selling speakers. Speakers, not sneakers. Yeah. It's, it was, it's, overall, it's, it's, yeah. it's a really well-made series. I thought it did a good job of what it does. But I think two things... It does cap uh, with... Beats being yeah. the main Two thing. things work against it. One, the fact that they really hammered the Beats thing, which is a little much. And two, the fact that there's just been so many retrospectives about Dr. Dre and the NWA in the yeah. last four years. Yeah. 
with Straight Outta Compton being released and being as big as it was, and right. also that other very similar uh, documentary on Netflix that I watched. Mm-hmm. Just having all that makes the Dr. Dre stuff hit a little less hard. Yeah. Because you know that story, you know basically all that if you've engaged in those media recently. So besides those two things, though, it's still an educational thing. It's very interesting. It's very well made. So check it out if, if music is your thing and those two people have an interest, any interest to you. Mm-hmm. Or just pop music in general yeah. has interest in you because it was very... yeah. Like I said, it was, it's very introspective. It's a yeah, Jim, Jimmy Iovine, a guy yeah. most people probably haven't heard of. Except for crazy people like me. Yeah. But, hey, <laughs> what you gonna do? But yeah, um, pretty cool. Otherwise, um, did not want to make me buy beats, though. No. <laughs> Anyways, Anything else? I think that's it. I think that's all oh, I got. Oh, that wrap it up? Yeah, that's all we're gonna wrap it up Right after the two-hour mark, we yeah. did a doozy this week. Oh, yeah, well... We did a whole like hour on just movies. We, we really had, did. We had two reviews at entire Comic Con to cover. Yeah. Basically six studios worth of uh, content. But now we have come to the end, and you know what that means. Time to plug ourselves. So, if you like what we do here at the Media Boat Podcast, we have a website. Visit mediaboatpodcast.com. There you can see all our stories, and these stories range from news to our thoughts about new releases, to a new releases post every Friday that tells you what new things are coming out every week, to box office numbers on Tuesdays, to whatever else we want, as well as a home for our podcast, both video and audio. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, there are a couple of ways you can do that. You can visit youtube.com and see us live every Wednesday around 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, like right now. You can also see archived versions of our past shows. You can find the audio version of our podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to Media Boat Podcast there. You can also find us on Podbean, who we pay to host us. You can also help us out and make our content even better, even bigger, and a whole lot more of it, too, by helping us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash MediaBoat is where you can go to help us out. That's terrible timing to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, to, to, play. Where you can help us out. You can donate as little as $1 a month to help us do even more great content for you. Little as a dollar. You'll be surprised what we can do with a dollar. You'd be surprised. Uh, surprised what we can do with $10. It's true. You'd be very surprised. I'd be surprised, too. Um... So, you can also find us stream every once in a while a video game on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. You can follow us on Twitter at mediaboatcast. You can follow us on Facebook and like us as well. Facebook.com probably slash mediaboatpodcast. Yeah, that's right. Alright, so that's our plugs. Thank you for watching our stream and tune in next week for another awesome edition of the Media Boat Podcast. Yep, we're in August already. We'll be in August. You ready? So we'll we'll be in August and we'll see you guys there. All right, bye. Boy.